0: We're definitely kind of at the beginning of hard times. You seem to be lost in the way as a society. We have two different competing cultures. The wokeism, which by the way, I don't think wokeism really comprises that large of a percentage of the population. Twitter is a gigantic fraud perpetrated against the world to, to somehow say that wokeism and this hyper-progressivism is so much more popular. People need to be more self-reliant. People need to look to God and then themselves for their own salvation, not the government. And government wants to replace God and they want to replace the family with itself. Governments exist only to protect freedom, to protect our natural rights, so we can go forth and live our daily lives. When you give anybody a certain amount of power that isn't virtuous, they will abuse it, it's consistent. But the people itself have to be Virtuous at the same time, be disciplined and focused, and be a people of purpose and and selfless. Making sure that we're looking out toward future generations that they have it better than we have. We own some of this. We all. I think we really do as people. We have to take a hard look at ourselves. We need to get grounded and accept and own that we're men. Period. Once you do that, no one's going to be able to take that away from you. Be so confident and sure of yourself that not a not even a word can hurt you. But there clearly is that resides in the woke an enemy of culture an enemy of family
1: you're a man living
0: in the modern world in a time when men and manhood are not
1: what they once were you live life on your own terms you're self-sufficient you think for yourself and you march to the beat of your own drum when life knocks you down you get back up because in your gut you know that's what men
0: do You're a badass and a warrior, and on the days when you forget, we
1: are here to remind you who you really are. Welcome to the Sovereign Man podcast. I'm your man, Nikki Ballou, and I'm here with a very special guest here today. Today's guest is a multi-million best-selling author. He's the owner of two publishing companies, and he's the man who... It has written the iconic poem that goes something like this. Hard times create strong men. Strong men create good times. Good times create weak men. Weak men create hard times. I'm speaking of, of course of Jeff Michael Hopp. Welcome to the show, Jeff.
0: Hey, Nicky. How's it going, man? It's been a long time. Good it's to see you again. Lot. Thanks good a lot. to see you too.
1: My pleasure. My pleasure. So, uh, brother, I, um, I'm glad you came on the show. We're living in interesting times. You know, Confucius, the great ancient Chinese philosopher, said, May you live in interesting times. And boy, are we living in interesting times. And I just wanted to know what's your take on all this? What's your take on where we're at and what we're going through right now? Well, I,
0: yeah. Um, we're, you know, if you look at, you know, based on the quote, which is a kind of an oversimplification of kind of, you know, generational theory in a lot of ways um we're definitely in, we're definitely into kind of the beginning stages of the hard times uh that's been brought on by the weak men and uh, but, but before i even dive into that even further what's interesting about the quote is that a lot of people will kind of see, i've had all kinds of had a lot of people that are proponents of it they're really supportive of it but also just just like in life there's always the opposite there's always these polar opposites that happen there's a lot of people the same time that are that are very antagonistic against it. they seem how they seem i think somehow deep in their soul that they think that they're the weak men therefore then the quote must be fascist racist sexist whatever it is they just Uh, uh, completely uh. dislike it distaste oh i'm telling you you should you just google the quote and then you'll find reddit there'll be tens of thousands of people discussing the quote and then there's always the same people whether it's on twitter reddit whatever that are just like trashing it I'm a fascist. Apparently they, they will claim I'm this, I'm that, or I'm all these other things. And so it's interesting how you write down certain words and, and it's really someone's own perspective and how they view the world that they pull from that. And then they, they create meaning and identity behind it. It's truly, it, it, I find that to be kind of from a psychological viewpoint, very fascinating. It says words put together, and then people give it meaning in their own life. Um, but by the way, I will, I did want to say when you, when you, the men part of it is really in, in a lot of ways talking about mankind because there can be there are you know there are there are strong women out there too. By the way, that that create good times. So it's it's not as if it's just about an, an individual. It's not it's not as if it's just about men. It's just about mankind. It's about individuals. Okay. But going back to what your question was, uh, you know, if you look looking at generational theory, we're definitely kind of in the beginning of hard times. We're kind of in the fourth turning right now. And um, it's difficult. We're in some challenging times, but I think there's opportunity here. I think there's incredible opportunity. And I was just listening to an interview uh, and someone else was discussing it. And a lot of people think that we should try to avoid these hard times, that we should try to avoid this fourth turning. And I think we should embrace it now. I think we should look at for what it is. It's an opportunity to bring about um, a new era of where you know the, the 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 strong men are creating the good times again. And so I think that in a lot of ways we are heading toward conflict and maybe we need this conflict now. I think something about human beings doesn't allow us to fix things when times are good. I don't know what that is. It seems as if Humans need crisis in order to find the purpose then to actually fix the problems, okay? People do that even in their own individual life. They'll wait and they'll wait and they'll wait and then they'll be hit with something. Then they have, now they're staring at it in their face and they actually have to fix it. It's either they go this way or they go that way, but they have to deal with the situation right then because it's in front of their faces. And, you know, as individuals, as human beings, When you just look at us in a a whole, as a group, that's a society. And so now I think society, even though we had opportunities to fix some of the problems we have in society, on Western culture specifically, now we've come face to face with it. We have two different competing cultures that are antagonistic against each other. They don't work. They don't blend together. And so conflict is coming, without a doubt. And I think that it's needed.
1: Wow. Wow. I kind I of
0: went think, out, I kind of went out. there.
1: So there's a lot to unpack in what you just said, and I want to unpack it step-by-step. Step. Let's so, unpack
0: this. Let's do
1: it. So listen, I know we're living in kind of politically correct woke times here. And uh, there's no question you and I both love and appreciate women and, and women in many ways uh, have qualities that are superior to that of men. But let's be honest, when it comes to this time, this is a man's time. This is not a woman's time, right? When you're you're talking about like conflict, like physical conflict, there's a lot more men involved uh, than there are women involved in that, right? War time is a time that, that unfortunately affects women, but it's the men that do most of the fighting. You know what I mean? And you look at what's going on in the Ukraine right now, right? There's a lot of young men right now that are getting killed trying to defend their country against an aggressor. Um, and the man who started all that happens to be a man, Vladimir Putin, he's an aggressor, he's one of the folks that's taking advantage of the, the weak men that are in the White House right now, although I guess the vice president is a weak woman who's in the White House, so we, we can say in that case there's both of them, but I want to just be clear that, that as much as we honor women and all that, and that's great, but we're, we're talking about this is, this is a time that's been created primarily because of the men that are being weak in the world. You know what I mean? The weakness is coming from men not, not being the kind of men that, for example, you were when you went off to fight in Iraq, the kind of men that your, your grandfather was when he went to fight uh the germans and the japanese in world war ii and that's the problem that we have here we're in a society right now where the very concept of being a man is under assault there's a lot of men right now that don't even understand what it is to be a man and they don't act like men There are men that are hiding behind the skirts of their women you know um it's it's pretty crazy stuff there's friends of mine um that are women that i know And they've married some men. And I said, look, what's going to happen if someone breaks into the house? Is he going to hide behind you and you're going to have to take the gun and go out there and and deal with the robber? And, you know, they laugh. But the sad truth is, in many cases, that's that's the kind of society we run in. There's men that aren't even doing their basic job of providing and protecting their families. And I just you know, I, I know I'm I know I'm putting you on the spot there with what I'm saying here. But what are your thoughts on what I'm saying?
0: Yeah, um, well, there are two dis- definitely distinct roles that men and women have. I mean, it's just been in us. There are there are similarities between men and women, and there's clearly obviously differences between men and women. Men have their 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 strengths and their weaknesses, and then I think women are a complement to that. So, why we kind of come together nicely. Um, and I think when you look at yeah, abs- absolutely, when you look at a man physically, they have more they have more physical strength, they have more muscle mass. They were men were built also with just the way our brains work the way we have testosterone that that builds muscle that also builds kind of a drive and a purpose to 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 go out and conquer in some ways and so yeah. i think when you look at physical conflict men were built for that yeah we were built for warfare we yeah. absolutely were i know that and in today's days there's movies there's a lot of glorification of women are beating up men and hand-to-hand combat constantly over and over and over and over again and the reality is this is fantasy land, you know, yes. if, if, If if men and women were equal in real life, in physical, you know, uh, physical hand-to-hand combat, the UFC wouldn't have men's and women's divisions. They Mm -hmm. would literally just have one division. It's a free-for-all, and you know, you know, the big Brock Lesnar's are going against 120-pound, you know, you you know, female, and she wins because that's how movies portray it, right? But the fact of the matter is that there are differences. Men, men just have the ability to put on more muscle mass. We have just, we're just built differently. Period. And again, history proves that, you know, um, we live in a very privileged age where people can can fantasize about that. They can articulate those things in movies and books and um, where because there's not really any aggressor at the at the border. It's coming to conquer. But history is 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 shows us if if women specifically and this isn't being sexist, this is just being honest. Women were were the true the true warriors built for combat, built for physical, you know, combat. The all the we would have we, we would see the history books filled with with uh, women fighting legions of women fighting women of, you know, legions of other women. And the fact that, that the fact of that, that is true. Happens it's never happened. So I know we're just living in this, you know, we're we're such a protected society. And I mean, it's just from a We're living in La La Land,
1: brother. We're living in La La Land. Let's be honest.
0: Well, People are allowing their kind of, their fantasies to kind of run wild. And, and, and it's just, it's, it's unfortunate in some regards. I mean, listen, it's fun to watch some movies and Wonder Woman's out there just kicking butt and taking names and no man can match her kind of prowess. But let's go to the real world and, in the real world, it's just, not, it's just not the case. It's not that there can't be women that are, aren't capable, they can't be trained. Again, UFC is a good example where they've got a women's division of just highly capable women that are trained. And in their own rights, they are warriors, but they don't take on the men. And that's for a reason. That's
1: just yes. for a reason. L- listen, some of those UFC women warriors probably kicked my yeah. ass. Like you know, oh, but, uh, uh, Amanda Nunez yeah, and level. Rose Namajunas. Uh, me, I'm yeah. not a I'm not a UFC level fighter, right? They'd probably kick my ass uh, if I stepped in the ring. I mean, if I trained, I don't know. Well, we, we'd see how I do. But I'm, uh, there's no question they they're, they're capable women.
0: yeah. What we're trying to talk about is is equivalency, equivalency, apples to apples, equivalency, right? Yeah. And in, 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 in an equivalency, you know, this is it, it is what yeah. it is. It, there was an interesting. Um, I remember growing up, I grew up with firearms. My dad was my dad worked for the National Rifle Association for many years. He was also a former law enforcement officer, and we we were taught from a young age to to shoot firearms and respect firearms. And I remember, there was always a, you know there was a T-shirt my dad had, my brother had, like you know, um, uh, all uh, men like was it men are created equal, but Smith and Wesson made it so. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, yeah. This is why an armed woman has, you know, and we talk about this, like the, the NRA even has like a refuse to be a victim program, or at least they did at one time. And where it's really going out there and really training women in the use of firearms and It's because it realizes that women, again, all those women are not, are not, are not Valentina. Subchenko. I mean, they're no, not out there. They're not training, They're not Valentina. Like, they're like, like they're not fighters, a man. They're, in not Nunez. Fighters. they're just women going about their day. And so guess what? Men are typically the aggressors and kind of like domestic, or, or a violent crime and they can't match them. So what does match it? What does equalize that for a woman is having a firearm because now they don't have to come face to face. They don't have to get in a physical confrontation with that yeah, man. For sure. Or more than likely they would probably lose. And so, um, you know, it's, it's just a recognition and it's, it's a shame we've seemed to be lost in the way as a society. We, we are you know, the wokeism, which, by the way, I don't think wokeism really comprises that large of a percentage of the population. Dude, I it's think less than one got, half
1: of one percent that really they, believe I, all that crap.
0: But yet they've got this bandwidth that is disproportionate. And then the way that bots have been manipulated and used, and I think, I think Elon Musk will eventually. The beauty of what Elon's done with going for Twitter is that he's going to expose the fact that Twitter is a gigantic fraud perpetrated against the world to, to somehow say that wokeism and this hyper-progressivism is so much more popular than what it is. And it's, it's not. just not, it's completely not true. In fact, Twitter itself is this weird fake room where people go in there and scream and yet we're supposed to like take from it and apply it into the real world that this is how it is. It's not how it is. That's not mm-hmm. the real world. In fact, most people aren't even on Twitter. And then and then if most of Twitter's 30 to maybe 50 percent are bots screaming for one side, screaming for the ultra progressives, then, yeah, you're going to get this view like, wow, progressivism is really popular. Maybe I should join the bandwagon. And those people that have kind of a weak self-worth of themselves will want to be the bandwagon people and they'll jump on like, I think this is what I should do. Good. Look at all the people over there. Look what's trending on Twitter.
1: It's fake.
0: (laughs) It's 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 totally fake. It's propaganda it's really it, 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 exactly imagine,
1: what it is it's exactly what it is
0: but imagine e- soviets had this imagine stalin had this oh my imagine god goebbels had this in nazi germany it's it's the exact same thing and even the meat even the mainstream media itself is one massive propaganda wing of one political side you it can is. see by the the, the the winners and the losers they pick and the stories they choose to run and the stories they don't choose to run what does that say It says that they have a vested interest in one side having the voice and the microphone or the bullhorn than one other side.
1: So let's go back to unpack some of what you were saying, right? Because one is um, you were talking about National Rifle Association. So the National Rifle Association released some data on the fastest growing demographic people that are joining the NRA. And so you want to know what that demographic is?
0: Oh, I already know it's women. And also minorities too, by the way.
1: Black women. Black women are joining the NRA faster than any other group. You want to know what the second fastest group is?
0: Probably Hispanic women.
1: Hispanic women and then white women. And that's it. And then black men and Hispanic men. Um, There's a... a, uh, there's a uh, there's an influencer out there, a uh, black man by the name of I think his name is Colion Noir. He yeah, is uh, he is like a hardcore Second Amendment guy, and he's been out there beating the, the drums about the Second Amendment and the NRA in a big way. And, you know, people don't talk about it. The mainstream media doesn't report it, but the NRA's membership numbers are exploding through the freaking roof ever since Joe Biden got into power. Like, he, he's been the greatest recruitment drive they've ever had. Like, more people have joined the NRA in the last year and a half than at any other comparable period in history. So that's pretty crazy. But going back to what you were talking about um, in your first monologue around the fourth turning. So, you know, I, I agree with you that. People don't want us to go through the hard times, but the truth of the matter is that is the cycle of history. We are going to have to go through the hard times, and it's the adversity that strengthens us. We right now in the West are experiencing a similar cultural moment to late period Roman Empire. If you think about that, right, that's, that's a period where, let's face it, Sexual wars in the late period Roman Empire were even more crazy than they are here right now in our times, right? You couldn't get Romans to, to, to sign up for the military. They had to bring mercenaries in to protect the country, right? And you had a bunch of really weak men as the emperors of Rome, people who just, you know, were more interested in debauchery than they were in actually strengthening the Roman Empire. And that's why they collapsed. That's why they were conquered uh What appeared to be overnight, but it really wasn't overnight. It was a four or five hundred year time frame in which the Roman Empire just started to just weaken and weaken and weaken and weaken. And a cycle kept happening, but each time we got to the weak men phase, there were more and more weak men, there were fewer and fewer strong men, and that's how come the Roman Empire uh, dissolved. Now the current situation in the West, but in particular in 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 the United States, let's talk about the United States is that you you had a strong leader in in, uh, President Trump, and he was was defeated, uh, you know, and the fellow who replaced him is the weakest of the weak men that you've ever seen lead the United States. I mean, you see video of him actually reading the instructions they give him off the teleprompter. Repeat that twice, Joe. Sit down now, Joe. I'm like no one's no one's like reporting this like that's hilarious that's crazy
0: it's 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 like we're living in like there could have been a movie a caricature of him as a character in a movie 20 years ago making fun of what's happening today you know it's like we it's like you you look at the movie idiocracy is kind of one of those movies that was made but just i mean this is kind of where we are like it's the things we would joke about 15 20 or maybe 10 years ago are literally happening today and right. it's but it's real and it's real. but he's he if there's if he's not a puppet of a, of a group of individuals i don't know what he is but he's clearly a puppet he's he's, he's not really in charge people say that he's in, that there's this Everything that's coming out of that administration is just manipulation and word-twisting and lot. They can't even admit that what a recession is anymore. And what's interesting is right on cue when they redefine recession, the media goes right along with them. And so it's, 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 it's so hard for I any. Mean, this is why you're you know, going back to the NRA stats. What you're seeing is they keep gaslighting us. They've been gaslighting us for a long time. Long time. And people are looking around themselves now and go, no. The Your reason you're seeing those high numbers with, you know, black women becoming you know, members of the NRA as well as buying firearms so they can protect their families because they're looking around their communities and they're going, "This is going to hell," and none of these Democratic leaders are doing anything about it. It's right. platitudes. It's embracing woke ideology that no one even understands. And um, you know, like who was it? Who was I listening to? Um, can't remember his name right now, but when you know you 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 had a democratic party one time i think that actually did embrace the, the the minority communities and were active actively out there trying to do something but it's clearly lost its way and they become really kind of a party of the coasts and the elites and kind of the 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 white upper class wealth and yeah. then you have the incredible super you know impoverished people that are part of the party as well only because they still are clinging to the hope that they, they might get something from them but you know uh, what's interesting is you look at those black women that are that are joining the nra they don't know what a bipoc is they they, they they're like latinx what is this and th- those are words <laughs> that are like foreign words that are being uttered yeah. by people that that are in this this higher they're in the upper east side or upper west side of new york they're rich, they're white, and they're, they're, they're spouting off weird names and weird things. And people are like, what are you talking about? I'm running a hair salon in downtown Dallas, and their crime has gone up. I need a firearm, and you, I need to protect myself. You want to defund the police, and you're talking about Latinx. How is Latinx helping me defend and protect my family, and, or feed my family? How is all this woke stuff actually benefiting me? And I think you're seeing, this is why if you look at the data that's coming out, and again, the media is already trying to craft narratives right now about what's going to happen in this upcoming election. You can already see it, it's already laying the groundwork. It's just, it, it's interesting when you pull back, even when you pull back from the Republican Party and themselves too, who have a lot of weaknesses in and of itself, without mm-hmm. a doubt. You know, you got some of these French politicians that are there just benefiting themselves, taking care of whatever their own needs are. And it's on both sides. But when you, when you really kind of just detach yourself from either side and really pull back and get full relief of what's what you're witnessing it's it's interesting you can see the the strings that are pulled you can see the things that are happening you see the interconnectivity of politics and corp and corporations and the media all interconnected and they're all feeding each other they're always feeding each other they're always taking they're taking care of each other they're all the elite but yeah. And, and, you know, it's there's a there's populism is rising. And the reason it's rising is because they're seeing the political leaders abandon them and then focusing on things that have nothing to do. That, that doesn't put food on the table, doesn't make them safer, doesn't make their kids smarter. It doesn't it's not building the, the real infrastructure. It's not they're not taking care of them. They're worried about things that make they want to rename schools. They want to change our language. They want it's like, what are you guys doing? And they're, they're, they tell us that everything is safe. They're telling us if we take your police away from you, you'll be fine. You'll be okay. And these black women in these communities are like, no, I'm not okay. And I'm now gonna have to take it in my own hands, which by the way, I think is where it should be anyway. People need to be more self-reliant. People need to look at themselves and look to themselves for their own salvation. They look to God and then themselves, not the government. And government wants to replace God and they want to replace the family with itself. That they're Amen. the ones that are gonna save us and they never do, ever.
1: Amen. Uh, there, there's, there's, like I said, you you, you just drop a lot of truth bombs in everything you say and then there's more stuff to unpack. It just leads to more stuff that we can talk about. But one of the things that I think we are, um, really going to need to keep our eye on going forward is the fact that these weak men that are in charge in the United States, in my country, of Canada, Justin Trudeau, he's a classic weak man, they are causing huge problems. So Justin Trudeau in Canada has decided that um, we're using too much fertilizer in farming and he wants to get our farmers to reduce their usage of fertilizer by 30 to fifty percent by 2030. If that happens, Canada, which has been a huge producer of agricultural products, is gonna not be able to feed itself. You think about this, not be able to feed itself. and I have lots of friends who are on many issues agree with Justin Trudeau, but when I tell them this it, it, it like they can't even. They can't even fathom it. It it, it doesn't make sense to them that a leader would want to do this. You know, and the folks that are in charge, they're doing this stuff. God knows why, but they're doing it in such a way that it's having uh, uh, an impact on the regular people. And this is what's causing the strong men to rise up. There's a war going on in the Ukraine. That's a sign of, of hard times. The weak men have created the hard times for us. Let's face it. We're all clear that Vladimir Putin would not have invaded the Ukraine if there was a different president in the White House. You know, the fellow with the orange chair. Right. You would not have done it. You know it. I know it. Everybody knows it. Even even his most ardent foes know it. Right. And we are going to need to stand up and be self-reliant. And that's the theme of most of your books is there's men and women in there, because you, you write books with strong female leads in them too, that have basically taken responsibility for their lives, their survival in their own hands, right? That's really the message that you have for your readers through your fiction, isn't it?
0: Yeah, yeah without, without a doubt. It, this strength, you know, fortitude, self-reliance, um, it comes from here. It also comes from God. You know, you go to God for, for, for inspiration, uh, but it definitely it has to come from here. It stems from here. The founders of the United States understood uh, in liberty and freedom and that it's it stems from it's, it's it's a natural right that stems from God. Governments never give freedom. Never. They have no they're not even in the business to do so. They're not supposed to do so. They are, governments exist only to protect freedom, to protect our natural rights, so we can go forth and live our daily lives. And uh, which, which now there's been this role reversal and, and where the, their, the government now is becoming a problem again. And it doesn't look at itself as a problem, it looks at itself as the solution And it's not, it keeps creating more and more problems. It's not as if there's not a role for government. There always will be a role for people collectively coming together, electing people to represent them, then going forth and and representing their interests. But it's not a a pure democracy because pure democracies can turn tyrannical like that. You can have tyranny of the 51% or 50% plus one, and you can have tyranny. So it's elected representatives that are based upon a system of laws that's kind of like a constitutional republic. So you can have people that are elected, but they can only they can only vote or create laws or do things within the the framework of the constitution, within these frames of these laws. And we we've lost that. We we have all departed that. I think in Canada, I don't think you guys have that kind of a system that was. A constitutional system that was so that's no. that's rigid that holds there's checks and balances on on power and so you have no. people able to run amok and abuse power. Believe me, you give anybody a certain amount of power that isn't virtuous, they will abuse it. It's consistent.
1: Well, we've History seen that in Canada. It ca- proves uh, you know. this
0: without a doubt. If there's no checks and balances on people, once they get power, they will either try to keep it forever or they will abuse the hell out of it, and so. You know it's it's reliant upon we need but the people itself have to be virtuous at the same time we can't just so this also just falls on individuals itself we just can't always look at the, the politicians and the people in, in government we also have to look at ourselves who are we as a people that we keep allowing this to happen I mean, these people keep being elected they, they're they're in power so we have to be virtuous as well we also have to be disciplined and focused and be a people of purpose and, and selfless and and looking, making sure that we're looking out toward future generations, that they have it better than we had. In some ways, I, I do wonder what came first? The, 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 the soul of the people was lost and then the government just represents that? Or was the government there and then we became rotten because they were? I sometimes wonder if it's, it's the soul of the lazy, the weak man because of affluence that then turned into a system or politicians that are just reflective of the people. So I know some people may not like to hear that because that means they have to look at themselves and go, do I need to take ownership of this or I'm going to be a victim here? I think we have to own some of this. We have to own that these people are in power. Like, when did it start? And we, ha- we own some of this. We all, I think we really do as people. And um, we have to take a hard look at ourselves.
1: I think we got to own all of it. I mean, Jocko Willink and Leif Babin wrote a beautiful book called "Extreme Ownership," which I just had the men in our, in our Sovereign Circle uh, Men's Movement all read a couple months back. And the only way you and I can affect change is if we, if we take the responsibility and therefore the power onto ourselves. If we arrogate it. To others, we're going to be nothing better than victims. We're waiting for someone else to change their behavior, and that never works. you got to change your own behavior and make it uh, the type of behavior that reflects what you want to see out in the world. The problem right now as I see it is men in particular today are very lost. A lot of men don't understand what it is to be a man. They don't understand how to keep their word. Like To me, fundamentally, being a man is keep your word. If you don't keep your word, if your word is crap, if you don't do what you say you're going to do, if you're late habitually, if you say you're going to do something and you end up not doing it, then you're giving away your power as a man. Every time you do that, you trust yourself a little bit less, whether you do it out loud to someone else, spoken or, or you know, text message or whatever message, or you do it in your own head saying, I'm going to get up at six tomorrow and work out and you don't get up till 620. Uh, You know, and the workout instead of being an hour long is only 20 minutes long that sort of thing is what men are missing today and there was a time where men understood that being a man was you kept your word but right now that understanding is gone it does not exist society wide it does not exist among men there are a a band of hardy men like myself and folks like John Eldridge and Ryan Mickler uh, and so forth that are really standing up for this but we need a whole lot more men to start embracing this philosophy and this way of life.
0: I agree. Men, I think today are, are combating lots of different things. There's definitely a segment of society that wants to demonize men. Um, that's where you get the term toxic masculinity comes to play. And some People men buy too. into that. They think if they if they relie- if they let go of their traditional role in society, where they let go of what it is to be a man, that somehow they will be loved or they will be appreciated. And the fact comes to, and, and the thing is that the opposite happens. When, you, when you're too needy for that kind of attention, you actually repel people versus attracting them. And if you could tell a man, like, if you want to be uh, like, I mean, this is, he works in just basic relationships. If you want to be attractive to somebody else, then be yourself, be detached from an outcome um, and, and just, just focus on who you are as an individual and be that authentic person. Um, don't, don't, don't find validation outside of yourself. Don't find, uh, and I think that's what troubles people. They, they're, they're not, they don't feel worthy. They don't feel that they, um, they just don't feel whole and complete in a lot of ways. And so and men, I think a lot of men feel that way too. Today, they've gotten lost in pornography. They've gotten lost in uh, uh, how women are identifying what a man is. doesn't make any sense. I mean, because if the opposite were true, if, if, if a man wanted to define, you know, the attributes, you know, and, and in detail and say, this is what women are, a woman like, uh, you're not a woman. How can, you, how can you say that? I mean, we can talk in generalities, but women know what women are and men yeah. know what men are. And so how yeah. we're being defined by, you know, marketing, You know, boards of women telling us that what what toxic masculinity is or what masculinity should be, it's what doesn't make any sense. And there's that's something that's been lost too is this common sense. You know, it's we're like fighting these natural urges or these natural ideas that pop in us. Does that make sense? No, no, you're right. Two plus two is five. That's right. You're right. But (laughs) it's men need to get. There's, there's a grounding that men need to get back to. And I think what you, you've done with the sovereign man movement is true. We need to get grounded and accept and own that we're men, period. And once you do that, no one's going to be able to take that away from you. People can throw stuff at you, but you'll be, you'll be fine. You'll just you'll have like an armor on that won't be able to stop that. And if you're out there trying to, you know, yeah, I just, I think that men have definitely lost their ways. They've been polluted by modern culture and they've lost their way
1: hundred percent agree with that and the truth of the matter is that phrase toxic masculinity is very sexist and i i I don't put up with that if anyone brings it up i immediately squash that them, them for doing it i give them one pass and saying hey don't say that again, but if they keep on that path, then I'll squash them. Because it's ridiculous to, to make that kind of statement. I mean, if you made that kind of statement about women, you would quite rightly have your head taken off. And that's what should happen to people who make that kind of statement about men, in my opinion. So I I I, I would
0: suggest men take go even further than it. Go past that. One means like don't take anyone's head off. And what I'm saying is like be so confident and sure of yourself that not a not even a word can hurt you. Look at them and go.
1: Listen, in in a one on one conversation, I hear what you're saying, but I'm talking about in the public arena. We got to step back against that kind of thing, because there's a lot of young men who are going to imbibe that and believe in that.
0: So, yeah, in a one on
1: one conversation with a with a human, with a friend, with someone who, you know, with someone like that, no problem. Yeah, it's no big deal. Say whatever you want to say. And I'll tell them why I think that phrase is not a good phrase to use and don't use it. But in the public arena. Man, I'm, I'm going after the people that, that perpetuate that stuff because that's wrong. That, that sort of thing is perpetuating division between men and women. And what we want to do is we want to bring them together. You don't need to uplift women by tearing men down. It's ridiculous. You don't need to uplift uh, men by tearing women down. There's people that are doing both those things these days, unfortunately. And we gotta, we got to stand up against that. We got to stand up for uplifting people uplifting men for being men and women for being women. Women are awesome. I love women. You know, uh, there are things I work with my, with my lady. There are things she brings to the table inside our business that I don't, <laughs> you know, it's, it's a fact. Our business would not function without what she brings to the table. Like she has the ability to create events that are just magical. Like people go, wow. Wow. This was unreal. You come to an event that Teresa's run for us, Jeff, you're going to go, wow, this was something else. I'm so glad I came. You don't want to leave it. Nobody wants to leave it. A Teresa created event. I can't do that, man. Me, (laughs) I just throw some chairs together, sit down and start talking. You know what I mean? I wouldn't do anything more than that because I don't know how to. it's, It's not my thing. Right. But there's things I do that she, she doesn't do. Like I go and I do all the enrollment and all the sales and all that kind of stuff. So we both bring different things to the table. I think it's important that people recognize the, the, the glory of woman and the glory of man. I think both those things are very powerful and very important. So Jeff, as we kind of like, you know, move to wrap this up because I, I do want to have you and I do another conversation in a couple of weeks for the other podcast. Cause I think, uh, we, you know, we, we started talking about this. We didn't get to any of the other stuff we were going to get get to, but <laughs> <laughs> what is your advice, right now, today, for men? And there's some women that listen to this show too, on how to deal with these hard times.
0: Well, I, it goes back to self-reliance, and the self-reliance, um, you know, I think we're we are on the cusp of like could be financial hard times, and as we're entering a recession, and if it's a very deep, great recession, um, some people are going to get hit worse uh, than others. Um, I think I've always had this this thing that talks about the, the four pillars of survival, and I think it applies even just not not just kind of in a rugged environment, but it, it, it talks about just and I think for men it's to one I would pull back from modern culture, and that is limit your time on social media. Mm-hmm. That time you dedicate in social media put toward educating yourself, find a new skill set. Educate yourself on, on something new, whether it's maybe it's even learning history, because in history, there's little nuggets that will teach us how it may not repeat, but history tends to rhyme sometimes. So, um, uh, so education, pull back from modern culture, pull back from social media. Um, I even say pull back from pornography because it just kind of distorts men's minds. It kind of twists them a lot and, in a lot of bad ways, but, and then focus that energy again, toward educating yourself. Learning new skill sets, and at the same time, gather resources that you might need in case you have to survive a recession. Whether that's managing your money more securely, uh, managing it better, um, and then the mindset is the key thing to all of it. It's it's the number one thing, and that is to strengthen your mind. So that so what that means is is find those weaknesses inside of yourself. Maybe sit down in the morning when you first wake up. And actually, when I first wake up in the morning, I come from gratitude. I'm grateful for everything I have in my life. I think it's important to have gratitude versus the opposite. So wake up, go through the list of everything you have in your life that you're absolutely 100% grateful for. And then maybe later in the morning, write down all, all those things you like to see you change about yourself. What are the things in your personality trait that doesn't necessarily work, hasn't really worked out for you? Now, this is an ownership thing. You have to take true ownership of yourself. What what are the relationships that you contributed to that blew, that you blew up? What are the whether it's whether it's like intimate relationships or it's it's um, business relationships or it's work relationships? What what do you own in that? What can you do to be a better person? Write those write those personality traits that you want to fix, and then write down next to them how you see yourself. What is a better version of who you are? What does that person look like? And then hold that vision going forward. Make that who you are going forward. If you've if you if you've been wanting to change your body, well, then get your ass up every morning. Or if you want to work out in the afternoon, but make sure you're moving your body. But the mind is everything. We are an expression of our thoughts. Our thoughts materialize into reality all the time. And people sometimes don't think that's not hocus pocus stuff. It's actually real. You are an absolute expression of your thoughts. So, learn new skills, gather skill sets, gather resources, and then fix your mind. Become whole and complete.
1: Yeah, you know what, I wholeheartedly agree with everything you said. I mean, Sovereign Man, after all, is about a man becoming sovereign over himself. And that's yeah, exactly. another way of saying self-sufficient, right? So Yeah, uh,
0: and, and it means you have to check yourself. I mean, we're not perfect people. We have to literally check ourselves and we have to like I right, you have to take ownership when you mess up. You have to take you have to you have to hold yourself accountable. It doesn't mean you sit there and you beat yourself up twenty-four hours a day and live in guilt and shame and regret. I mean you look at it, you look at it and you go, Okay. I mean the Stokes talked about regret. They didn't believe in regret. In fact, they didn't believe in guilt because it was a negative feeling. But it's okay to look at yourself and go, you know what, that messed up. Now, how can I not do Mm -hmm. that again? And then learn from those things. Change the way you're being. Change the way you're expressing yourself. The mind is so powerful. If we just knew what God gave us, we could just, the things we could do with it.
1: Yeah, I'm, I'm starting to study the work of Ryan Holiday. And he's done a lot of yeah. um, studying of the Stoics, you know. So I'm, I'm reading his book, uh, "The Obstacle Is the Way," right now. So I, I don't agree with Ryan politically. He's a yeah. bit of a lefty. He wrote a He wrote a letter to his dad saying, "Oh God, you can't work for Donald. You can't vote for Donald Trump." And I just got to go. Listen, if you're a Stoic, there's no way you would have voted for Joe Biden. That's for darn sure, you know. Uh, but he has a lot of wise things to say uh, about. The philosophy of living life, and I really, really respect what uh, what he's come up with and the deep thinking he's done to come into uh, to some really good conclusions that he's sharing with uh, the rest of the world. So I'm appreciative of Mr. Holiday and his work, hundred percent. So Jeff, yeah, look, what... I got to the point I want to make. You know, sure. sometimes.
0: It... Yeah, well, I got another point I want to make. That ahead. is, You know, I, I think it's okay to have, I think it's okay to have a diverse view of opinions, by the way, on things.
1: I do too. I, um,
0: you know, I've got friends that are classically liberal people. We may not agree on things, but we have, a, we, have a, we have an agreement in values, right? And this is where I think you've seen a breakdown between the woke and the rest of America is their value system is not the same. they no, <laughs> grooming nuts. kids. I mean, we can go down the list of, of where the woke is broken or is, is or godless in their zero values. Where, and again, I, I, I can sit down with someone that has some different political views. They can, again, be classically liberal people who may not agree on how we should take care of homeless people or how we should address infrastructure. We, we, can, have those, we can have those conversations. Absolutely. But do we have a base? Do we have a baseline that we agree? We won't go believe that. This is a baseline of civil society. We don't go below that. We don't go. We don't go into debauchery. Have a solid foundation. We we agree on. It. And if anyone challenges that, then it's on wars we've been in. The armies, the marines, a monolithic kind of thing. These are people of different views, but the enemy of the people are the enemy of our culture and the enemy of our values. And they want to destroy that. They want to destroy the family unit because they, 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 their sole thing is about power, and they want to completely upend all of it. Um, this is why you're seeing shifts in political demographics happening today. Yeah. People are classically liberal, like, oh, my gosh, what has happened to my party? And they're moving over to another side because I align more with – well, Elon had that thing. It showed – it showed like – Yeah, so I like, know. I like, saw like, that. That was crazy, right? Like, it keeps moving, and he's like, well, I'm over here now. It's like it, – it, so I, I wanted to address that because I think it's important. I, you know, Ryan might have his own viewpoints on some things. But I think he has a foundation of values that I could probably sit down. We could probably sit down with Ryan and have a great conversation. I
1: think so, too. And I think we'd like him. I think he would like us. And You know, we we, we could probably go and uh, shoot some elk and have a nice steak feast together doing that. (laughs) I think it'd be a lot of fun. And
0: and then talk about the greater meaning of things, you know, and, and truly understand philosophy and how it pertains to to human existence and how it can benefit us as people today, even written by people two, 3000 years ago.
1: hundred percent. And that, that's, that's very valuable. And, and it's funny what you say about uh, uh, folks with whom you, you have differing views, but you share similar values. There's a, there's a friend and, and former client of mine, um, you know, we helped him do some really good things in his business. And I, I, I just went to see him and, he used to be decidedly left of center, right? Back in the day, back when he was my client. Right. And I was decidedly right of center. And, you know, we, we, we had some good conversations, but he's especially an environmentalist and really big on saving the planet and the oceans and all that jazz. And, you know, philosophically, I actually agree with him. I think we should, we definitely don't want to have 60 miles of plastic, you know, on the ocean. (laughs) I mean, that's, that's kind of nuts. Right. And, uh, I, I I agree that we need to do a lot to do that I just I just where he and I disagree is I don't want that to become a cover for robbing us of all of our freedoms but right now this guy has come over to my side and it's not so much that he's come over to my side but that you know the folks on his side have, decided that people like him don't belong with them. And Ronald Reagan used to be a Democrat. And you know, he always they always said, why'd you leave the Democratic Party? He said, I didn't leave the Democratic Party. Democratic Party left me. <laughs> you know, yeah and I think there's a lot of people that are in the, Elon Musk is in that boat. Yeah. I didn't leave the Democratic Party, says Elon Musk, the Democratic Party left me.
0: Yeah, I, I don't want monolithic thinking. I I want um I want monolithic values and and, and and a culture that is that has created Western culture that has created incredible wealth, prosperity for its people. That's, that's what I, I I share with people, but we can sit down and and I'll have, I'll talk to anybody. Just listen to me. I'll listen to you. And then we can crack a beer afterwards. But the fact is like, I think having various viewpoints actually can be beneficial. And, you know, there's, there's sometimes it can be different ways to get to where we want to go. But um agree wholeheartedly.
1: Yeah, no, that's, that's well said. Is,
0: but there clearly is that resides in the woke, an enemy of culture, an no, enemy of family. They are. And those are the ones we have to fight. They those are, are the ones we have clearly to fight. Out, and they're clearly out to destroy us.
1: There's yeah, no, this is no if, ands, or buts. <laughs> this is civil war too. It's a cultural war, not a not a shooting war, at least at this stage. And let's hope it stays that way. It doesn't get to a shooting war, but we definitely need to fight those folks. I mean, I wrote a book um, that got published late last year with Wayne Allen Root. Um, Wayne is the 2008 um, libertarian candidate for vice president. He's moved back to the Republican party. Now they call him the Trump of Las Vegas. And it's called the great Patriot protest and boycott book. So we listed 116 woke companies Uh, along with all their social media handles. And uh, we recommend that uh, uh, regular, normal folks don't do business with these folks. And um, that book's been very successful. It reached uh, number one in several categories on Amazon. And we were in the top 50 on Amazon overall, which was fantastic. That is fantastic. Congratulations. Thank you. Thank you. It was great. But now we're writing a book for the the 100 companies that are not woke that we recommend you do support. And uh, we want the people to be voting with their dollars. Take your money away from the woke. Give your money to the to the to the folks that support America. And I think that's that's important stuff. So, uh, Beyond the Fr- Fray Publishing's made the second list. So <laughs> there you go. <laughs> so, um, so Jeff, um, what have you published lately that we ought to know about?
0: Well, I mean, the publishing company that Shannon and I have, the guy has got um, tons of different books out, but there's mainly or more in kind of the paranormal, cryptid kind of UFO, true crime stuff. But I, I, what I would like to talk about is I'm working on, I'm back to writing, I'm back to being a novelist after a, a little hiatus. I think was, I did a video on it on my Instagram account where I was talking about, I was getting back, coming back as a novelist. Took a little bit of a break after 37 books. That's a lot of words. That's a lot of I words. T- a lot of words, a lot of books. And um, by the way, so people will go, I keep adding up your books and there's not 37. It's like, well, because I've had pen names. I'm not gonna tell everybody my two of my pen names because that wouldn't work. That, that, would, uh,
1: that would defeat yeah. the purpose. Yeah,
0: exactly. Thank you. So, um, but yes, I've done 37 books in, in the span of a decade. Actually, it's been 37 books in a span of eight years, and I was wow. fi- I found myself kind of a little bit uh, burned out. But I'm I'm not, I'm not a person who stops working. I'm not a person who stops producing. So I just translated kind of my knowledge into producing books and publishing books for other people. But now I find myself I found myself a little while ago needing the desire to came back to creation again to get back to creating to writing novels to writing to getting back to what I love to my source. And so I'm, I'm working on another novel. Now I'm actually working on kind of dabbling with two, but working on one right now. And, uh, that, you know, we'll see when that one's coming out. I've been kind of giving people updates on my Instagram account about how that's going. And I could, I'll continue to do so. So people can follow my word count and follow as as I kind of hammer out this novel. But, um, so I'm excited about that. So that'll probably be out sometime in 2023. And there's some other things. There's some other things that are happening too. Don't want to give any spoilers away on what that is. But um, the earth is moving in a positive direction toward me. And I'm very excited. I can't wait to make those announcements down the road. But um, yeah, so things are going good. I'm getting back to Marissa. It's not as if the, the, the publishing house is going away. I'm getting back to being a novelist.
1: Your New Earth series, I, I, I see the the end uh, poster behind you are, are absolutely fantastic books. Oh yeah, yeah, the, yeah,
0: the New World series, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: I think they're absolutely fantastic. I love it. I love it. So we'll we'll make it go out there. And hey, you you gave me some inspiration to work on uh, on my first novel, which we, I've got three drafts in. So I'm excited about that. We'll rock and roll and, and make that happen. So, I'm looking forward to continuing this conversation with you. Let's have you on my business podcast, have a bit of a different conversation, but let's bring you back on here when, uh, uh, when your book is, uh, is ready. Love to oh, talk I'll, about yeah, that it'll then. Be
0: 20, I'll be in early, sometime in 2023 when I want to get that bad boy out. And uh, yeah, I'm all, I, the other book I'm working on is the, my, my USA Today bestselling novella, Binary. So, I'm actually converting that novella into a full length novel. Oh good! And, oh yeah! And uh, it's—I'm looking at some of the stuff on my board right now. I've been writing about it, so I'm really excited about that one. It's, it's sci-fi, like sci—like like space marines. So that's love crazy. it, love it, yeah, love it.
1: it! All right. Well, let's make sure. Let's make sure you put a, a signed copy in the mail for me when you have it ready, buddy. Absolutely, my brother. All right, man. <laughs> Great talking to you. We'll catch you on the flip side. Same thing. Take care. Stay frosty. You too. <laughs>
0: Thank you for listening to the Sovereign Man Podcast. If you're ready to take charge of your life and become the man you've always wanted to be, we invite you to join the movement at SovereignMan.ca.